Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. What do you do when your dad isn't your dad? Well, when my dad wasn't my dad, I said, Hey, dad, in inverted commas. You did the quote thing with your hands, yep, that's good. Yep, End of this sentence. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, improv. Improv. Uh, quick, quick, keep, yeah. keep it coming, keep it coming. Uh, I, need, I, need a, I need a location. I need a... Uh, the shower. I was like, Dad, you're going to murder me in the shower? And he was like, yep. And then he did. <laughs> or did he? Ooh. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. Where we recap and discuss... JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, today we watched on JoJo's World, uh, the... 34th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, which is the 108th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, covering chapters 410 through 411. So I suppose 410 and 411. Yeah, makes sense. Also, 414 through to the beginning of chapter 418. That is a lot of chapters. And we're about to close the loop, and it's going to get nice and linear from here on again. Oh, man, I am... Eagerly awaiting linear time. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, this episode is, of course, entitled Thursday, July 15th, part four. Technically, it's July 15th, parentheses, Thursday. There we go. But uh, I think it reads better to say Thursday, July 15th. Part four. Of course. Yeah. Diamond is Unbreakable. <laughs> Which episode of Diamond is Unbreakable? Thursday, July 15th, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable. Not to be confused with Thursday, July 15th, part one, Phantom Blood. Uh, Thursday, July 15th, part two, uh, Battle Tendency. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. <sighs> Podcasts. Man, they're so hard. You know, you have to talk. You gotta think. You gotta think one step ahead. Three steps ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a reference, Nick Nick Light. Lick Nikes. Man, you you really are not talking today. No, are you? I've got to do my vocal warm-ups. Uh, what are your vocal warm-ups? What do you do to get yourself in the mood for chip of the teeth, the tongue and the lips? The tip of the teeth, the tongue and the lips. I don't like it. I don't These like are it. all the things that I touch when you're sleeping. Uh, <laughs> these are all the things that you can cut off in Red Dead Redemption 2 for sweet booty. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, these are all the things that you collect and take to the bounty office in Fallout 3. When you kill someone. Now there is a reference. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Thursday July 15th, interesting episode in terms of our podcast in that we don't really have any supplementary material to discuss. There's no new musical references, no new stands introduced. We're really just recapping the episode and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nick, what what were your preliminary thoughts about this episode? I think that Araki really just loves... Super buff dudes. I think this is perhaps the episode with either the first or second most uh, shower-based child endangerment. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Either this or, of course, the ill-fated strength episode with yeah. the um, terrifyingly creepy orangutan. Yeah. Although in this one, at the very least, the vulnerability... Is like it plays off vulnerability very well. The kid doesn't quite give as good as he gets, but he stands up for himself. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to kill his father anytime soon. You've got to but... you've got to admire his moxie. <laughs> you got to admire his obsession with videotaping everything. <laughs> yeah, interesting episode. As I suppose all of the Thursday, July fifteenths are in that uh, we kind of wrap up a stand battle in the first fifteen minutes or so, and then we still have a while of just a. Uh, 
of epilogue, that's, I suppose. That's three quarters of the episode. Yeah. 15 minutes out of a 20 minute show. 23 minute. Sorry. 23 minute show. Plus ads. True, plus ads. <laughs> I gotta get to those ads. No, you don't. Do you want to buy an exclusive edition? Mick is desperately trying oh. to uh, come up with an excuse to ramble about a video game he's not happy with, and I'm oh. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep steering this ship back onto the JoJo course. <laughs> Anyone who's in the video game sphere right now will know exactly what fucking game it is. Just my God, I just don't have that kind of money, Liam. Okay. As soon as you mention that one word... Video game? No, that's two words. It's a compound word, really. (laughs) It's a proper noun. Thursday, July 15th. Smash cut to (gasps) 4.43pm. No. Yep. Oh, okay, great. Rohan Kashibe's house. The door opens. Koichi comes in. Yay, everyone's happy to see him. Everyone in the bar turns around and shouts, Koichi! (laughs) Sam Malone pours him a drink and goes, How's, how's it going over there, huh? It's a... Yeah, not bad. I'm just here. That's my Koichi voice. <laughs> I'm just here to see Rohan. He's got something on his back, he says. So he comes in and, and Rohan is crouched in the corner, like with his hands on his head. Just those uh, black vertical lines of, of, of depression are upon him. <laughs> depression, oppression, and dread all at once. Mm. His eyes sunken into shadows. He's like, Help me, Koichi. I'm being attacked by an enemy stand. And Koichi's like, okay, can I see? And Rohan says, no. You can't. But how can I help you if I can't see? Okay, so I've got a real issue with Koichi in this conversation. Uh Uh-huh. Because what could it possibly be? Rohan says, if I show you my back, it'll kill me and transfer to you. And then Koichi keeps being like, why wouldn't you show me your back? Well, I mean, just think about it, right? Like... Rohan was like, I need to see his back. That's true. But Koichi doesn't have Rohan's level of obsession. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Also, he did get told, oh, if you look at it, you'll die. He's just not a good listener. Koichi? Yeah. I'm so... Okay, whoa. whoa, Okay. Slow the fuck down. Look, I know we're a very pro-Koichi publication. No, Liam, we're not pro... We're all Koichi, all right? We've gone all in <laughs> on Koichi here. We're not just dissing him for his listening skills. We've sunk like. so much of our income into Koichi-based merch and stocks. You, uh, uh, okay, this will make or break the podcast. Like, Do you like Koichi? Or are you somehow thinking he's a bad listener? <laughs> Are you saying that he's somehow flawed in one aspect? I'm really glad we've reached this point because friend of the podcast, uh, Jay, really hates Koichi. And I was worried he would infect you with that. What the fuck? As you may have noticed, part four is kind of a Koichi heavy series. (laughs) So if we'd we'd really turned against him, it would have been a bad time. I need to go hit Jay right now (laughs) with a very large fish. Sure. Why does he dislike Koichi? He's the perfect being. <laughs> the ultimate life form. <laughs> He's so short. And stocky. <laughs> Basically, Rohan's like, I can't show you my back. And Koichi's like, well, if you're not going to show me your back, I'm out of here. Bye. You're messing with me, aren't you? But no, there's a corpse upstairs. Come, let's see. Let me just uh, <laughs> crab walk. He, oh, he doesn't just crab walk up the stairs. He gets onto the stairs in the crab walk position, then says, Koichi, you'll have to climb over me. <laughs> Now, now, if I were Koichi, this would feel like a bit of a trap. Also, why didn't 
Rohan just sit by a wall. Koichi, go upstairs. Don't look at my back. Then I'll come upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Anyway, so... They go up, eventually. Rohan's, like, clinging to the wall the whole way up. Props to Rohan and Masazo Kanoto for their... I've got to imagine that crab walking up the stairs takes a fair bit of A, coordination, and B... um, Muscular power. Yeah, a bit of upper body strength, because their um, arms are on the lower portion of the stairs. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. They can't just lift themselves up with their legs. They have to, like... Push, them, push their whole body weight up with their arms. Why would you do it? Why wouldn't you just go the other way? Because if the person is going ahead of you on the stairs, they could look back and see the your upper shoulder backs. I guess. That's a medical term. <laughs> I guess. But why not just, like, slide up slowly and then say, right, now you go. And then <laughs> cling to the wall. Unclear. Oh, okay, all right. Anyway. Anyway, um... <laughs> Koichi goes up and he goes to that hole in the floor and there's no body. Where did where did Kanoto's body go? I don't fucking know. I'm not a fucking soothsayer. Well, he reaches down into that hole in the floor, which is apparently like half a metre deep. Not really sure what's going on. There's like a crawl space between the floors or something. I guess. Yeah. Not sure. <laughs> Unclear. Uh, and That's in where there, the pipes go. The tiny shriveled body of Kanoto, which is like the size of a, like a Ken doll or something now. It kind of reminds me of what a stereotypical voodoo doll would look like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like very shriveled. Shrunken head sort of of aesthetic. It's a Uh, husk of a man. Exsanguinated, as we said last week. Jesus. That's what you said last week. Did I? Yeah. Wow. On a triple word score. Oh. I might have said that last time. (laughs) Do we keep rehashing the same jokes? No. Are we exsanguinating our content? (laughs) Not really, not really what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> so he finds this little thing and he's like, Well, Rohan, that's a really great prop you've built. Uh, I didn't realise you were getting into 3D art now too. Rohan looks at him and goes, Koichi, no. for fuck's sake. Koichi. Now, Rohan's got his friend Heaven's Door. Uh-huh. Could he not compel Koichi to believe him in much the same way that Koichi compelled his mother to believe in him through the power of sound he would be exploded by his own bomb uh, uh hmm. we're bringing back all the hits this week wasn't it a thing that oh no it was Rohan... on what's his face not on someone else when you're currently infected I'm not sure what thing. you're saying the okay so he used heaven's door on what's his name when it was on his back on himself. Oh, sorry, on Masato Kinoto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he has it. He hasn't tested it on anyone else. So I don't know how Heaven's Door works. I don't with... think that's a factor. Okay, all right. Well, then, yeah, maybe you could use Heaven's Door. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not one for hard logic, Liam. <laughs> I've never been one for thinking about things in a logical fashion. Well, um, I've got to just employ that usual refrain of the podcast. Who cares? <laughs> Let's move on. I care! <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Wow, Rohan, really impressive little prop you've made here. But you should be more serious. Phantom Fathers out there making making stand users. And there could be a real one at any moment. I'm very disappointed in you. For Koichi, I seriously have a stand on my back. For Koichi, I crave your approval. For Koichi, I need you. (laughs) 
Koichi, like, wordlessly leaves, turning round at regular intervals to look at Rohan disapprovingly. I'm disappointed in you. Step, step, step. Koichi! I'm disappointed in you. Rohan shouts at Koichi from the upper banis- the upner floor banister, being like, But Koichi, I called you because I knew Josuke and Okuyasu wouldn't believe you. We're friends, right? Me, your best friend, Kashibe Rohan. Koichi turns around and goes, Frankly, my dear, I don't. Give a damn. <laughs> Koichi leaves. Cheap trick is like... Uh, Cheap trap. Inexpensive illusion. Mm, indeed. <laughs> uh, affordable... What's an A word that has ghostly... Affordable apparition. No, because it should be a word for trap or trick. Mm. Affordable ambush. Okay, yeah. Apparition. Yeah, the, I said apparition. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that any time we try to correct one another, it's like, wait, did I say this? Oh, wait, no, I'm the idiot. (laughs) Oh, so you're telling me that intelligence isn't relevant. Oh, I see. Right, gotcha. But I'm really smart. Basically, Chip Trick is like, hey, burn the photos. And Rohan's like, Rohan clutches his fists together and hunches over and the background is filled with fire. And he's like, I've never faced such humiliation. My best friend, Koichi, not believing in me? You made Koichi doubt me. And now I will end you. I will destroy you. (laughs) Opening happens. Something I want to highlight. Yes. Uh, a nice little touch, which will become relevant in future discussions of the opening. Mm-hmm. When we have that close-up on Kira at the start as he's doing his, uh, his trigger motion before we cut to shining justice. I'm sorry, fucking, can you do that again? Nope. Oh. Never again. Only for $200 and you can hear <laughs> it one more time. Um, in the background, as a sort of weird backdrop, are. Uh, all of the uh, the protagonists, or the bulk of them, you know, Jotaro, Josuke, Okiyasu, Koichi, yeah. Yeah. with their backs turned. Not really more to say on that now, but it'll come up later. Their backs, their backs turned to Kira, and he's like, bomb, oh, gonna kill them all. You know me, Kira. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone dies. It's 5.25pm. Nick is doing a looking at his watch motion, but he's not wearing a watch. Or a shirt. He is. That would be weird. Give the listeners something to aim for. Um, Nick's looking at his wrist and he's drawn out on a watch that crudely says, Jojo time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, would you look at the time, Liam? (laughs) Go on. Playful grimace. Well, well, well. Playful grimace? I don't know. All I thought in my head was just like a... Like an awkward, like, smile. That's just like, when you look at it, you can't help but feel pity towards the being that gave it. And that makes you laugh. You know, British comedy. Sure. Yeah. Were you going anywhere with that? No, I was going nowhere with this. <laughs> okay. It's one of those sort of episodes, folks. <laughs> Kira's on public transit. A very strange place to be if you're a public serial killer and hand fetishist. Private serial killer and hand fetishist. Sorry. Public private. respectable businessman. True. True that. He's wearing a tie. Oh, <laughs> no. A tie in public? He's wearing... Okay. <laughs> Yoshikage Kira. Uh-huh. Kind of a coward. Hiding is kind of his thing. Yep. Kind of trying to keep a low profile from the people that he's disguised himself to get away from, who even now are hunting him. And know what his stand looks like. It's wearing just a tie with a big emblem of Killer Queen's face on it. Now... Now, you'd think, you'd think Rohan, in all his photos of various commuters, would be like, wait a minute, 
That guy is wearing a Killer Queen tie. Now, granted, he hasn't seen it himself, but as we know, Star Platinum and Jodoro are very good sketch artists. I mean, we don't know for sure if that's just a, like, fashionable symbol of the times. You know, it's the far future of 1999. Kira works for that uh, chain supply, that chain department store that they all went to in the, um... Exactly. The Yukaku Yamagishi wants to be Cinderella story. Forgot about that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Mayhaps he's used his influence there to start a Killer Queen-themed fashion line, and now it's all the rage. Everyone's like, oh, that guy has a Killer Queen thing. It must be him. He's dead. You can buy... Problem solved. That wasn't him. <laughs> you can buy a tie with that design in, re- in our world, and it's ludicrously overpriced. What? Because anime merch is a racket. Wow, okay. Is it like a legit thing, or it's yes, just fan Yes, it's made? a legit tie. Yeah, but is it fan-made or is no, it... No, it's official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure merchandise. Wow. We live in an amazing age <laughs> where a man can buy a tie of an anime... In this day and age, the average consumer has access to more JoJo than they ever have before. Since part five is airing as we speak. Mm. Back in 18- the 1800s, people had to go down into the mines and work a hard day to scrape up... Just just that tiny bit of income they're afforded by their capitalist masters to to afford a single joke. A single page of manga. Oh man. And they would be like, huh, this one's just Rohan going up the stairs. I don't really get it. <laughs> it's not even a pa- it's just a panel. I would read newspaper JoJo, you know, like where serialized newspaper comics like Spider-Man have the really dumb versions that's published in the newspaper. Yeah, I'll yeah. read that for Jojo. Are you talking about, like, the Phantom in the newspaper? The Phantom, like... Modesty Blaze, Spider-Man. Mm. What the hell is Modesty Blaze? That's, I've, it's, I never read it. It looked weird, but it seemed to be some sort of, like, female detective noir thing. I never read, never read the, um, the serialised newspaper comics until the advent of the internet, because I'm a, I'm a millennial. I don't read the newspaper. I mean, I still read the newspaper to this very day. The newspaper? <laughs> Is that not what they're called? I'm going to go down to the store and buy some news vapor. You put it in your oh. vape pen and then you get the oh. news. You, you, you exhale and like a Nancy comic strip appears in the oh, in the, no. in the fumes. No. And she's like, Sluggo is lit. Oh. New, Gross. New, new Nancy is great. Look it up. Oh. Kira's wearing his Killer Queen themed tie on the train. He must make a lot of money to afford that tie. Mm, and he's like, oh man, that woman's got manicured fingernails and hair. I really want to murder her, but I can't. I've got to blend in. So then she starts talking. No, this is a different woman, in fact. Oh. A different woman adjacent to Kira and with her big burly boyfriend. He's jacked. He's like a part three character jacked. Yeah, he's quite large and in charge. She's like, so like my dad's been following me every time I go out. And he's like, you go out too much, babe. And she's all, whose fault is that? Yours, yours probably. And as she adjusts speaking to him, her bag falls onto Kira's knee. (gasps) A drastic violation of his personal space. And to be fair, a violation of the very etiquette which upholds our society on trains. Sure. If someone were to rest a bag on my knee when I'm comfortably sitting on the train... Why, you'd be justified to murder them. (laughs) Yes! I mean, honestly, I don't bear any ill will towards this woman. But she got what was coming to her for resting this fucking thing on... Well, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it she had coming for resting this fucking purse on his knee. 
So he like just casually brushes that off disdainfully and they turn around like, Hey man, why are you touching a bag? You're some sort of, some sort of public train molester or whatever, which is apparently a big problem in Japan. Yeah, it is. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. They don't touch my bag. These are my characters. <laughs> These are your, uh, this is your portfolio of voices. Yeah. You've got Big Burly Man. Get at me, SNL. <laughs> Close up on his nails growing. And he's all like, Ooh, gonna do some murders tonight. Uh, he's leaving. Hey, it's Mario. It's our stop. Let's get off here. So they hop off the train and Kira bumps into them. Yeah, I think it's meant to be that they bump into Kira, but the way it's framed, he basically body checks them. Yeah. So he like bumps into them, drops his bag on the ground and a nail clipper falls out. <gasps> and they they exercise their amazing powers of perception because they're already walking off and they're like, man, that guy had bowling pin nail clippers. What a talk. In this day and age, a bowling pin In nail clipper? In 1999, that's so... Late 80s? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Grow. Reaches down to the grab nail clipper. It's 5.07pm. Man, it took a while for him to reach down and pick... Oh, wait, no. It was 5.25 before. Yeah, we've just it? jumped back 13 minutes. A Twitter user got at me recently. Um, let me see if I can pull up their name. <laughs> it's like, a Twitter user recently got at me. And let me just publicly disparage <laughs> <laughs> A Twitter user got all up in my grill. No, it was an interesting conversation. I just didn't respond to it because I wanted to bring it up on the pod. And now I've organically worked it into the conversation. <laughs> or so I would have. Wait, if wait, I hadn't wait. gone on this little ramble. Hang on a minute. When you say you had a conversation with them, but you didn't respond. I didn't say I had a conversation with them. Yeah, you did. You said it I was said an they got at me. No, you said it was an interesting conversation, but oh, I didn't I meant to say it was an interesting subject of conversation. Oh, okay. Which I wanted to save for the pod. Right, okay. Here um, we go. Jake, or Vitamin Detai. Nice. Uh, My boy. Sure. It's pointed out that given all of the work that uh, David Productions have done putting these arcs together... Mm-hmm. They could have, if they'd so desired, probably kept things much more chronological than they are. Yes. I don't think it's a problem the way it is, and, and nor does Jake, but um, I think there is a surprising amount of jumping back and forth that I hadn't noticed until doing this podcast. I was specifically keeping track of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think, obviously, the decision to uh, do it in the way they have is more about the pacing than a strict adherence to chronological events. But also there are probably some times like with this 5.07 to 5.25 jump where they could have just swapped the times. It wouldn't really have made much difference. I mean, it would have been the same. It might have had to do with the framing of events, mm. but honestly, it would have been the same story because none of them are really that linked. I mean, Koichi doesn't show up in any of the other ones, does he? Or Rohan. Well, Koichi was missing in uh, Enigma Boy, as you recall, so he obviously mm. couldn't come out into... Um... Yeah, that's true. But even so, it's still just kind of like... I suppose the sticking point and is that you would have to restructure Cheap Trick pretty significantly if you wanted it to um, be interspersed throughout all the episodes, because otherwise it would be like 10am or whatever it is, where... I mean, you could just have... Where, where the guy arrives at Rohan's door, and then you wouldn't see anything until the very end, which is similar to what we have now, but there would be even less, I would imagine, if yeah. you wanted to stri keep strictly chronological. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could just have normal episodes. This is basically the conversation that Jake and, uh, and Jojo Junkie had in the thread. So, oh, okay. thanks, guys. I do love me some listener correspondence. Mm. It makes me feel like what we do is good, valued. Mm, that doesn't seem right. What? <laughs> 
Also, people got at me because I talked about Solo being low on fears to slam it at, slam it down fast to tell me they'd never heard of Solo. Are you kidding me? Although Iceway did tell me that they have a beverage called Solo in Norway, uh, but that's an orange beverage, not a lemon one. Oh, man! Every other country is weird. We're not weird. Every other country is. How can you not have Solo? Solo is a great drink. It's fine. It's low on fizz, so you can slam it down fast. That's true, it is that. It's literally its only selling point. <laughs> it's like lemon juice, but they add in some fizz and go, see, it's, it's... low on fizz. <laughs> That's a good thing about <laughs> it. You know how you like us you know how you like a, a a poppy beverage? Yeah. What if not so much that? But what if there was less fizz, but still some. Still some. <laughs> not as much as you might want, but still some. <laughs> it's like lemonade. Yeah, but isn't lemonade better without the fizz? Yeah, but this has fizz. But what? Anywho. It's always confused me, that drink. I mean, it's good. Don't get me... Solo is a good drink. We're not sponsored. But... Not yet. <gasps> Liam, could we get sponsored and then be all like, Patrons, boy, do we have a deal for you. Stop paying money because we're sponsored by Solo. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. Where were we? Uh, something about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, it's 5.07pm. Rohan goes outdoors, ventures into that dark, terrifying outside world. Even now, the hour of twilight is upon us. He goes out and he's like, I don't like it out here. There was some cut content, I'm pretty sure, in which, like, Cheap Trick was, like, calling pizza delivery drivers to Rohan's house <laughs> and, and things like that to try to try to torment him, re people seeing his back. Wow. Which, which I suppose would have compelled him to not just wait until 3am when no one would be around. Yeah, that... Oh, man. <laughs> that is so dumb, but so good. Yeah. Why didn't we get that? That would have been fun. I guess because it was all cut. And... Time constraints, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. So he ventures out. He's hiding behind a tree as two women walk past. It Nothing comes of him, but it looks kind of creepy. And he's all like, oh, two women are walking past. I need to hide behind a tree. Okay, it's all good. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's good. Cheap trick's like, hey, where you going? Uh, I'm going to see Jotaro. Yeah. Wait, I should sound like Rohan. I'm going to see Jotaro. Oh. Hello, it's me, famous manga artist, Rohan Kashimbe. Oh, this I'm... is the reason I never make public appearances. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go see Jotaro, the Grand Hotel. The Mario Grand Hotel. No, don't do that. Burn the photos instead. No, I think I'll go see <laughs> okay, Mr. Jotaro. I need to. We don't often put a moratorium on our dumb voices, but this is causing me sonic pain. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sonic Payne. Why, how come you get to do the fun voices? That wasn't, that, but that my was my regular voices. voice. Oh. Oh, okay. This is your charisma. It's like, this is just a normal Charisma! Like what Dio had. I mean, that's not charisma, that's sensuality. Which is, which keys off the charisma stat. True, true. But what about, like, dexterity? Surely dexterity would have something to do with it here, right? Like, if you can contour your form... In such a way as to be sensuous. Sure. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast, Sensuous RPG Questions. Yeah, we need to figure out how to um how to how to roll for posing in the uh, JoJo actual play. I mean to be fair, we do need to figure that out, because that's <laughs> a big part of it. <laughs> he's gone to the Mario Grand Hotel, allegedly. Cheap Ooh. Trick wants him to burn the photos, but he's got the photos. Okay. Uh, which is part of his cunning ruse. Okay. Uh, 
And Cheap Trick's all like, well, you did good making it this far, but you've arrived at a pedestrian crossing now. And even if it was deserted, people could be watching from any of those windows. That was his plan the whole time. Mary, I saw someone murder someone. No, that's that's what actually happens in the thing. <laughs> I saw someone crossing the road from my rear window, and now I've got a thing on my back. That's nothing. Well, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me anytime I see that, like, that bit from that film. It's always like, there's a there's man over there. And it's like, yep. And then the lady's all like, get out of there. I'm always like, uh, I mean. Is Curious it- man who's married to a parakeet. <laughs> Aren't we all married to parakeets? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nick, philosopher and legend of humanity. How am I going to get across this pedestrian crossing? And there's a great graphic here where, like, we get we get increasingly like psychologically intense pressure graphics um, as Rohan is foreground getting things. stressed throughout this episode. But this one's great because it's like a a wavy series of lines in the pattern of a pedestrian crossing as it like moves in front of his eyes before him, Ooh. taunting him with its impossibility. There are so many people here. That's right, Rohan. You should just go home and burn the photographs. Oh, yeah? Yes, that's the whole aim of what I'm trying to do here. Rohan, Rohan's a clever guy. Credit where it's due. Yes. He's like, Kanoto got here. How? I know. I'll just look like a weirdo and stick my back on this rando guy's back. And now look at me. Perfectly safe. Perfectly normal human being. He's doing this weird walk too, where he's doing high knees, but also like lifting his arms up all strange. He's going up and down like he's out of town, you know what I'm saying? I don't, but he's, okay. Uh, he's keeping his knees like he ain't no bees. He's walking like he's a marionette whose arms and legs are on the same strings. But he's not a puppet. There's you, no strings on him. You're a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh to hide the tears. <laughs> Uh, so Chip Trick's all like, yeah, but I wasn't actively messing with Kanoto. So then he, Chip Trick leers around and is like, hey, you, guy, I'm going to fuck you up, guy. And this guy's all like, what did you fucking show to me? Rohan thinks quickly. Heaven's doors that guy so he can't turn around for a minute and they keep going. And then this conversation ensues between Rohan and Cheap Trick where they were like, I'm going to fuck you up. No, I'm going to fuck you up. You're dead meat, man. I'm going to get you. And this guy is just like, are they both talking to me? <laughs> He's like, what? Who are you talking to? Is it me? He's all like, why is this guy clinging to my back and threatening me? What's going on? <laughs> Chip Trick says that Rohan is going to die with his dick shriveled up. Yeah, because the body got shriveled up. Yeah, but awful specific. Yeah, it's to make you feel bad about your dick getting shriveled up. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> Do you want to die with your dick shriveled up? I'm never going to die, Nick. Oh, uh, <laughs> Liam. I may have some bad news. Is it everybody dies? It's not just everybody. Everybody dies, Liam. Because I'm assuming you're no longer putting yourself in the term everybody. <laughs> I think maybe you've excluded yourself from all joint... Uh... Are you asking me if I've rejected my humanity? Look, I might be. Uh, have you recently found a stone mask lying around? Well, I have always fancied myself as a bit of an archaeologist. <laughs> oh boy. It's 5.32pm. Oh yeah, that tracks, yeah. We're still on Cheap Trick. Rohan's like clinging to a wall and he's like, good, there's no intersections for a while. I'm I'm good. And then he looks over and there's just this weird looking dog sitting next to a car. 
And he's all like, hello there. The way that, that dogs are drawn in part four is really weird. Why is it weird? They're just normal dogs. They've got like these weird lizard heads. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a dog before, but all dogs have weird heads like that. Hey, Rohan, can you use Heaven's Door on dogs? Mm, I mean, if they have any semblance of intelligence, I suppose I can use it. Great, that means I can kill you with an animal too. Oh dear. And then he looks over and there's this really, really dissatisfied looking cat sitting on the post next to his head. It's like, Rohan talks about how he hates cats for a bit because they glare at you. Like this one is even now. Yeah, they're psychologically terrifying. (laughs) He looks back and the tree behind that cat is full of angry looking cats. And under the car that one dog was next to is full of angry looking dogs. Now, I don't know why all those dogs are under that car, but one can only assume that they've been run over and now they're just hiding there being like, (laughs) that's right, this is where we wait for you to come back to the car. They've all got these weird, like, Five Nights at Freddy's eyes. (laughs) Okay, so Cheap Trick has been like, I told all the local dogs and cats that you hate animals and like to kill them a lot, and now they hate you. I'm really trustworthy. You can tell because of how charismatic I am. Ah, That's a good stat to have. (laughs) So all the dogs and all the cats went went back to the... Hang on, what's the, um... What's that fairy tale that's like all the... Oh, it's Humpty Dumpty. I'm thinking Humpty Dumpty. All the king's dogs and all the king's cats couldn't rip Koichi apart ever again. Koichi's not here. Or is he? All of the dogs and cats leap at Rohan and he's like, I can only heaven's door so many. And then he starts getting like his neck scratched and uh, he's like, this is bad. This is bad for old Rohan Kashibe. He turns some into books, which I suppose incapacitates them. But uh, there's too many of them until out of nowhere. Echoes Act 3... Three free dog I assume <laughs> dog. <Da-da. laughs> dog I assume dies. I I assume it has to die for this to work. I don't think so. I, it gets fucking crushed. Now it does leave a crater in the floor. Yeah. Like so its bones must be shattered. It could just be paralyzed for life. So much better. <laughs> so much better. Uh, the Echoes music kicks in. It's super cool. You love that. You love that music, Nick. I'm telling you. Which one is the Echoes one? It's the music that we heard. Yeah, but which one? It is gets that? increasingly more complex as we have revealed more acts of Echoes. Oh, I do remember that music. The do 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 Not that one. Okay, cool. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's got the crazy synth riff. Yeah. Yeah. And Koichi's here, and he's like, "I thought you were just messing with me, Rohan, but something seemed off." About the way you were acting. Maybe it was how you were never showing me your back. And how you said that if I looked at it, I'd die. So I followed you like a weirdo. And hey, guess what? You were still acting real fucking odd. So I came back. And Rogan's like, that's what I admire about you, Koichi. That and everything else. Good, because that's what you should be admiring. Fuck everyone who says otherwise. You're a true friend, Koichi. My friend. Me, Kashime Rohan. You're my property as my friend. Oh, by the way, Heaven's Door is telling you right now that I'm also your friend. (laughs) And from this point on, everything takes on this very interesting colour palette where everyone's got grey skin and everything's vaguely washed out. Very un-Jojo. Yeah, very, very ghastly in appearance. Creepy. Yeah, very creepy. 
Koichi's all like, oh, okay, so there's a stand on your back, so uh, I can't see it, but I'll just uh, vaguely three-freeze in that direction and hope for the best. So he uh, he three-freezes the stand thing, mm-hmm. and then the stand thing's all like, oh, rot that's not good for you. I'm falling. But guess what else is falling, bucko? Your back off. And, like, skin starts to slough off Rohan's back. And Rohan's like, uh, Koichi, as much as I admire you and appreciate your help, I'd very much uh, enjoy you withdrawing Act 3 for a moment. He's very polite about it. Mm. I think because he's like, I don't want to draw attention to I don't want to upset Koichi. <laughs> he's here helping me right yeah. now. But if you could please uh, drop the act, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've been sitting on that one for JoJo's time. Oh, right. Nick looked at his wrist again. Yeah, my watch. Yeah. Um, I do very much like how Rohan says, my back is starting to rip ever so slightly. And then there's a big explosion of blood behind him. (laughs) And then as he, like, moves along the wall, leaving this big smear of blood, he's like, oh, God, I'm not doing so great. Uh, Yep, so he is... Doing poorly. Koichi does withdraw uh, Echoes Act 3, who gives us a classic SHIT. Oh, classic. The crowd goes nuts. Koichi Kramer slides back into frame. (laughs) Oh, um, Rohan slumps for a bit um, because he was being dragged to the floor. And uh, Cheap Trick starts saying rude things to Koichi. Boy, oh boy. I bet he's not even that tall. (laughs) I don't find him very fetching at all. You know, this is meant to be a joke segment, but <laughs> we don't say hurtful things. <laughs> uh, Cheap Trick's feeling pretty confident now, uh, ranting about how, like, yes, Rohan, either you'll go mad and show someone your back, or now you'll just bleed out regular styles. So either way I lose. I, Rohan Kashibe, genius and artist. He's looking really haggard, like his skin's gone all gaunt and it's still all grey, uh... And he's looking with these desperate eyes and those purple and green tension swirls are in the background. As I like to call it, he's done the full Junji Ito transformation from regular human being to just kind of obsessed nutcase. He looks vaguely more like elongated. Would you say that's accurate? Like if you grabbed grabbed a JPEG image of him in Word and stretched it up slightly. So like his proportions have gone all weird and yeah, he's very much kind of like, well, and he starts giggling and he's like, hey, Koichi, want to see my back? I guess I can just show it to you, right? Because there's no other way I'm going to get it off. Walks out <laughs> into the middle of the street and just turns the fuck around. And Koichi sees that monkey on his back. He's all like, oh, there was something on your back all along. I didn't see that before. Uh, Cheap Trick is like, yes, you did it. Now I'll kill you and possess Koichi. Koichi is like, wait a minute. That post box and that dog poo. So Rohan's like, yes, that's right. You You turned around in the one place you should never turn around. Fuck you talking about, Rohan. You see, you don't know because you're not a local resident of Morio like Koichi and I, but there's a ghost alleyway in our town. Wait, ghosts are real? Yep, turns out maybe aliens too. What? Also vampires and zombies we should never forget. (laughs) Cheap Trick turns around, sees Koichi, also sees all these big doom hands coming and grasping him. And he's all like, oh no! Unhand me! 
So Rohan explains... If only there were someone here who was exceptionally talented at removing hands. No, I got no one. <laughs> I got nothing. So Rohan explains that the reason why he can get rid of them here is because these hands uh, only get rid of your soul, mm. not your body. Which means that the stand, being a distinct soul, as we know from uh, Rohan's attempt to get in on what's-his-name, the architect, with Heaven's Door, since they're two distinct entities, the two souls... No, because that was his stand. Yeah, but when he tried to use Heaven's Door on him, he had no knowledge of... Well, he didn't know he had a stand, because he wasn't proper. Yeah, but he knew that there was a thing whispering to him on They just back. didn't want anyone to ever see his back. Yeah, I guess so. But he, was, he was... basically explains that because they're two distinct entities, yeah. he can get ripped off without mm. his back getting destroyed. Quite a gamble, especially given how Heaven's Dooring cheap trick Heaven's Door himself. Yeah. But worked out for him. It did. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, to add insult to injury. He he quickly heavens doors uh, Cheap Trick again. Now that's not in his back, doesn't affect him. And, or unless maybe after he dies, he'll find out it does. Uh, Because he writes on Cheap Trick that he's going to hell. Ooh, meaty. I don't know if the afterlife exists, but I'm making sure you're going to hell, baby. Chick, chick, blow. (laughs) Man, would you ever be all like, if someone was uncertain whether they were going to heaven or hell, would you convince them that they were going to heaven or hell? Like, if your dying father lay on the bed in the hospital, and he was like, Liam, I'm really not sure if I'm going to the right place. The good place. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to the good place or the bad place. Um, the system seems... Rigged. Really bad <laughs> at this point. And then would you be all like, don't worry, Dad, you're definitely going to... I'd be like, the- Dad, I didn't know you watched that show. We could have talked about it. my only regret cut to outside the alleyway Rohan dropped his book in the struggle for some reason now it's on the floor outside the alleyway Uh, he's all like wow that escalated quickly oh yeah we should make it explicit he wasn't he was only lying about going to see Jotaro to lure Cheap Trick into a false sense of 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 illusion of a false sense of security a false trick if you will he he pulled a really cheap trick on that stand Oh, that is some poetic irony right there. Mm, mm. So he's outside this alleyway. And uh, Raimi and Arnold are there. Oh, hey, Raimi and Arnold. Oh, his neck is still very much open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, these photographs. I get a bad vibe from these photographs of the Kawajiri family. I wonder why that one's wearing a killer queen tie. Hmm. <laughs> Smash cut to next scene. 6.04 p.m. The woman who was on the train with uh, Kira and her boyfi. Her boyfi? Sure. Ugh, I don't like that term. Go into their home in one of those classic Japanese housing complexes. Ah, you mean an apartment block? Sure. It's not really a classic Japanese... You see them a lot in anime, though. Yeah, but also in the city. In New York. <laughs> but there's, like, a particular structure. Like, I feel like a lot of New York housing complexes are all internal, whereas these are, like, mm. centred around a courtyard and there's... um. Yeah, that's you access them via a balcony. Yeah, all right. Thank you very much. I'll pay that. <laughs> I'll pay that shit. Um, they're going in. They're just talking about like buying earrings and some crap. And the guy is slowly closing the door when Kira grabs it and smashes it open. And they're like, "Whoa, no, Kira's here! What are you doing in my house, man? Oh, this is cool. This is this Kira's Kira cool. a monster, but this is cool. This is he doesn't cool. even stop walking. He just casually grabs the guy's face." Keeps going, the guy explodes as Kira walks past him. And now he's alone with that woman. And he's like, hey, 
I'm Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist. What's your name? And she's all like, ah, ah, ah. Understandably quite distressed. Um, there's a very weird shot of her face where her eye, her mouth is like the, the length of her entire face. We could say her jaw hit the floor, mm-hmm. but we both know Araki is a better artist than that. <laughs> so she's freaking out. And he's all like, my nails are quite long. Look, can anyone stop their nails growing? No, nor can you stop the destiny you were born with. Like me, I was born to kill people like you. <laughs> What's your name? Uh... She's like, what did you do to my boyfriend? And he's like, don't answer a question with a question. That's very rude. And he's like rubbing his finger into her forehead. He also sounds a lot more aggressive than you're making it out yeah. to me. He's not being a helpful teacher or companion. He's like, don't answer a question with a question. Real creepy guy, that Kira. Yeah, turns out um, he's a lot creepier than the previous episodes would make him out to be. (laughs) Even with the taking a severed hand with you for lunch. Oh, it was really creepy when he put that hand in his mouth, though, when it had sandwich juice yeah. on it. Somehow this is creepier. Somehow this is way creepier. Because he's actively tormenting a victim here, you know? Yeah, with with weird methods as well. Mm -hmm. So, yep, uh, yep, your name's Monaco. Great, I love that name. Great, cut my nails, please. So she's all like, with my, with my big geeky bowling pin nail clippers. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you didn't know shit from school. This is called poetic irony. Oh. That's right. Your teacher was shit. <laughs> so she's cutting the nails and she's all like, because, ah! and he's all yep. like, oh, I'm not angry with you. I enjoy doing this. I'm here to kill you because you suited my tastes. I've got to, I was born with these tastes, so I've got to be positive about them. Red flag. Now, as we talked about in uh, a Patreon bonus episode, Araki is very into positive thinking. Mm. He very much enjoys people who want to do the things they but do. That was specifically about the heroes. Yeah, but at the same time, there was also like a war thing that was like, you want to be all about war. Yeah, we if you're like, in a war, uh, you don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to be in war. You want to be like, yeah, war. Yeah, which was a bit weird, but now I see where he's coming from. It's like, yeah, I like killing people. I'm positive about it. It's who I am. And then he's like, look, your boyfriend left you these earrings. And then he fiddles with her ears and puts earrings of her boyfriend's severed ears onto her. Uh, Not severed, not exploded, I believe is the correct term. They've got bloody stumps. Oh, yeah, but isn't severing specifically when... Uh, I don't know, maybe he just tore them off. Detached. Detached. There's a good idea. So um, he puts on ear rings, get it? Because they're ears with rings that attach oh. to... Oh. Yeah. yeah. So technically he was telling the truth. <laughs> well, as long as he's technically telling the truth. No one that tells the truth could be... <laughs> could be evil. <laughs> In a technical sense. This is really cool, the way this is shot. Because, like, he takes her hand and is like, you're really good at... At cutting nails. I like that. Then we, oh, this we, shot we is hear, amazing. We hear the click detonation sound. But and we, the fizzling. We don't hear anything from her. But the next time we're in a wide shot, we see now that he is just holding the severed hand of... And there's a tiny bit of dust still. Yeah. Or like smoke still leaving the vicinity. And he's like, oh, you're adorable when you don't talk. Anyway... I wish I could take you home, but I live with my family, who are my family now. (laughs) 
I can't and, and do what I want now. As he's just talking to the severed hand, we it's a cool transition because the shot zooming out and out and slowly being superimposed over it is the lens of a camera as we realise that Hayato has been watching and filming the whole thing. <gasps> he is a weirdo. <laughs> Both of them. He's like, yeah, this is super cool. So he like lurches back and is all like, oh my God, that dude just killed that guy and his girlfriend without... What the fuck happened? That was a lot to take in. That that's definitely not my dad. My dad's a loser. Because even if you could, even if you could see Killer Queen, that would still be a lot. Yes. But without being able to, it's just bonkers. That guy disappeared in an explosion, maybe. Yep. And now this woman dissolved. Kira turns around, but the door is shut, and he's all like, "Hmm." Hmm. He walks out into the courtyard and sees Hayato running away. And what be that in his hand? A fucking camera. Gads. And he he kind of takes a moment to put it together. He's like, huh, Hayato. But we're not near his school or our house. What could he be doing here? Hmm. And then he turns around. Hmm. I left (gasps) the door unlocked. Gasp. Hmm. But we're not near the school. Huh. Let me sit down and think about this for 15 minutes or so. Hayato doesn't have any friends. He gets out like a a big evidence board and he's like, school location, (laughs) home location, Hayato, suspicious behaviour the other day? Doubt. (laughs) He must be on to me. Oh no. Later, Jotaro comes into that very same room and does some CSI. Uh, He literally walks past a running away Hayato. Yeah, that's right. That's cool. So, like, Hayato's running away down a street. Mm -hmm. We see from Hayato's height him running past this wall. And then Jotaro's... The big white coat. The big white coat just walks past. And then it goes up to Jotaro's sort of, like, perspective as Hayato's running off in the background. Mm, That's cool. And he's all, like, hmm, as Jotaro does. There's a neat little touch here as Jotaro enters the scene of the crime. Which is that when he has to open the door or touch anything, he uses star platinum Mm. so as to not leave any fingerprints. I like that. That's cool. He'd be a great murderer. (laughs) So um, he takes a look around and he sees this woman's... Or like a drop of blood blood from someone. Kira's getting sloppy. He never usually leaves any evidence. Mm. He was desperate and Hayato put him off his game. Mm. Even though he didn't know he was there yet. Oh, also, key factor, um, Kira dissolved the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's no evidence whatsoever that he's carrying with him. Except this one drop of blood. <gasps> A drop of blood? So Jodoro found this place because um, when he got that dossier of missing persons last time, it included people who were like reported as runaways. We, we can surmise that this woman uh, ran away from home mm. to live with her boyfriend, and Jodoro is mm. I'm going to go check that out. And then he did, and then they were dead. Coincidence. <laughs> Let's bring up a, a board for this. <laughs> it is quite a coincidence, actually, that he showed yeah. up there. Yeah. I was thinking, how did he know that this was happening here? Mm. But then again, Jotaro, you don't question what happens with Jotaro so much as go along with it and just be like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, whatever. It'll it's do. 8.36pm and if you thought the last scene was upsetting, then boy, do we have one for you. See, I didn't have too many problems with the scene at first. And then it just kind of was like, oh no. (laughs) So Kira is doing like a search of Hayato's room, looking for any camera or videotapes. Anything that would tick him off to the existence of, say, a recording of him. Mm. Hayato, he was acting weird the other day. I gotta figure out what he's up to. Hayato's in the bath. He's 
I got the read from just like the layout of the scene that he's been in there for a while and is just trying to figure out what to do. See, Pro- I thought, probably quite cold by now. I thought he'd basically just gone in there for some form of respite. Yeah, well, um, I, I figured he went in there and then stayed in there. I don't think he stayed in there that long, but he's just kind of there being like, I need to figure out the hell to do with mm. this tape. And he's got this tape in the bucket that normally you'd use to pour over yourself and like give yourself a wash. The classic Japanese slash anime bath situation. Mm. Don't think these things are necessarily only in Japan no, but anime. No, in the Japan, you see the Japanese bath style where like someone sits on a stool and someone rubs their back, you know? Like what we see in this very episode. Yeah, like a masseuse. <laughs> What the fuck? It's like that Simpsons episode. You know, someone, you know, where Homer's in the bath and he's having a good time, and then Bart walks in oh, and yeah. massages him with a chair. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for the next next episode when uh, Hayato's going to hit Kira with a chair and escape. <laughs> and Kira will be like, what the hell was that for? And he's like, jeez, Dad. You know what you did. I thought you were tough, like a murderer or something. Uh, if Killer Queen's only weakness is chairs. <laughs> Hayato walks in with a hand. He's all, what, what's this? By God, it's Jotaro with a steel chair. Bam! Out of nowhere. <laughs> I just love if Hayato walks in with like a fake hand, slaps Kira while he's in the bath. And Kira's, I challenge you to a duel. And Kira's all like, my one oh weakness. Oh my God. Bloop. His audacity. <laughs> I don't know how to react. So yeah, Hayato's all like, oh my God. Don't even know like, should I just begin? Yeah, like, he killed that guy with supernatural powers. Uh, should I show the police? I can't show mum. She's super into dad now. I mean, I'm kind of fucked. I can't really go to the police at all. Because who would believe watching this footage? Kira comes into the bathroom. Stock nude. Stock nude? Yeah, like he came stock. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he does look like a Ken model in many ways. Um, this scene is very disturbing. Uh, I think... A key advantage it has over it, from my perspective at least, a key advantage it has over the, I suppose, structurally similar but tonally different strength bathroom endangerment scene uh-huh. is that it doesn't feel, it never feels sexualized in this. It's be, Being nude obviously brings a heavy element of vulnerability. Yes. Um, but it never feels like Hayato is going to get like molested by Kira or anything. Yeah. It only feels like he's going to get murdered. Yeah. It's just that nudity... Does make you feel a little bit more powerless. Yeah. And you're just watching this, like, this guy who's naked who clearly doesn't feel vulnerable. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Doesn't he feel shame or anything? Does he feel no weakness? He was fucking ripped. This is what I was saying. (laughs) Like, he walks in and he's like, hello, boy. Opens the door slightly. And then you just realize, fuck. Hello, son. It is me, your father. Come to have a bath with you. You know, like normal. (laughs) <laughs> Hayato's there like oh fuck so yeah and he's got the he, obviously he's got his tape with all the murder evidence in his bucket I thought you were going to say towel and I was oh, like yeah. he's got his towel with all the murder evidence <laughs> yes Kira has a towel <laughs> brandishing so many hands yes we are here to have a bath now could I please have the bucket I want to wash my body shut the door and <laughs> Hayato's like Oh, about that. I'm I'm just currently... Hayato's in a very vulnerable situation. He does a lot of good quick thinking in this sequence. This reminds me a lot of... Now, I know I mentioned it a lot, but a lot of kaiji, where there's just a lot of like, Oh, fuck, I'm fucked. 
He's and got then faces of like close up. I am so fucked. He's got his back against the wall for this whole scene, metaphorically and in some bits literally. Uh, but uh, he doesn't get himself out of the situation at all. But his quick thinking manages to at least keep himself from getting sunk at every opportunity. You know, sometimes literally because there's a bath nearby. So first he's like, um, oh, yeah, I'll wash your back, Dad. Yeah, you know, family bonding. And then upswing, and potential opportunity to hide the tape there. But then Kira's like, no, I'll wash yours first. <laughs> well, no, Kira, <laughs> this is one of the best shots of the episode is Kira. He's like, oh, yes, son, this is fine. And then slowly his hand with a sponge comes <laughs> yeah. up and he goes, but first let me wash yours. And we cut to like... um. Hayato sitting on that bath stool yep. as Kira like ru- roughly runs that sponge down his back. Hayato is clutching that bucket with that tape to him. So he's gone from, you know, in a bath. He's not vulnerable. immediately being sunk, but now he's in like a much more vulnerable position. Yeah. So Kira just goes, you know, there was something I've been meaning to ask you, Hayato, definitely, my son. Say Sun, quotation marks. Boy, would you look at the time? It's almost sun (laughs) o'clock. You're sweating. Are you too hot? And Hayato goes, Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. It's hot in the... Then why are you shivering? (laughs) Ha 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 ha. You're sunk now. You know, there's something I've been meaning to ask you, Hayato. Oh, Hayato, no, Hayato, you you can't skip over Hayato's excellent gambit, where he's like, oh, it's because you're tickling me, Dad. As my father, you should know I've always been ticklish. And Kira's like, yes. (laughs) I suppose you're correct, son. I do know that, for I am your father. But then he basically drops the charade and is like, anyway, Hayato, I saw you videoing me murder someone earlier tonight, so what's going on there? You weren't at school or with your friends that don't exist, I believe. <laughs> you were with me in the Jozenji area with a video camera. The fuck? Anyway, I'm going to murder you now. So th- this is super cool. Hayato tries to kind of reel back mm. a bit in fear. I don't want to skip over this, though, because oh. there's this really cool Killer Queen summoning sequence. Oh. Where there's like this, all this roiling black smoke. It's just there, bubbling away for a while. Then it resolves itself into the form of Killer Queen and we get a close-up of its blood-red eye opening. And it's just looming. Looming! Of course, Hayato can't see any of this. He's just on the ground like, ah. as Kira, dead eyes, is just standing there going, mm. He just like pins him to the bath and is like, What's going on, son? And Hayato's all like, Ah! Uh, you can't kill me, though. Well, first he's... He, um... He's like, I'm going to turn a single strand of your hair into a bomb and it'll look like you slipped and fell in the bath. Happens all the time. Isn't this just him talking to himself? Yeah, yeah. Yes. But I'm externalising it for the purpose of relaying it to the podcast. Yeah, but then it's like Hayato could then go, well, you can turn hair into bombs? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's what you did. Oh, I get it. Because that dude was really hairy and that lady was covered (laughs) from fresh hair from her haircut. Ah. And then Hayato's like, no, but look, video camera even now. Kira looks behind him and is like, kid, you are messed up. You know, Live like, streaming on Twitch. Man, like, okay, this is getting out of hand. How many cameras do you have? I've been suspicious of you the whole time. From when you had different sized shoes and practicing your signature, which is a thing normal people never do. Mm, you do have a good point there. I was practicing my signature and I'm definitely not normal. 
You don't know how many other tapes I've got hidden around. I found your cat plant. I'm the only one who knows where they all are. And if you kill me, eventually someone will find them. You know, that does sound like a pretty legit threat. Maybe I should back off for a while. I, Kira. There's a really interesting shot where Hayato is even now still hiding his perfect evidence tape because we get a shot of his foot, a close-up of his foot covered in soap suds that we can just see the barest edge of the tape sticking out of. So good. So Kira just looms over and is like, very well. And uh, Hayato is like, and leave mum alone too, to be continued. <laughs> Good app. Good app. A lot of tension. We're getting there. Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for Thursday, July 15th, part four? Okay, well, obviously my highlight has to be the usage of prior known knowledge in this episode of Grabby Hands Take Off Bad Backman. It's very good. It's very good. Grabby hand, take off bad back man. Very good. <laughs> grabby hand, take off bad back man. Favourite Nick. You, rem- good. you remember grabby hand? Grabby hand in alley? It get bad back man. Very good. <laughs> highlight yours? <laughs> <laughs> Liam highlight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, okay. Uh, I really like it when Kira just really casually blows that guy up. Oh, it's so a really good. cool shot. It's so eerie as well, because mm. like normal people don't just walk past people they've blown up. <laughs> normal people, at the very least, stop and have a look. No, normal people have their backs turned to the thing they're blowing up. No, that's and only sl- cool people. Walking away in slow-mo. Yeah, that's only cool people. Oh, I okay. I, nah, not well, me. Kira, of course, doesn't want to be cool. He wants to uh, just be one of the pack. Live hard, live long, prosper, etc. <laughs> that's a Star Trek thing? Live long and prosper? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm. You heard it here first, folks. Live long and or prosper. Prosper? I hardly know her. Ugh. Anyway, um, blah, blah, blah. What are our low lights for this episode? My low light would probably have to be Koichi just fucking showing up after following Rohan. He followed him. It's like there's a lot of... Recently, there's a lot of like... Yes, I was only saying we were going that way to put you off the track. And then it's like, Koichi shows up, it's like, I only said that we were Like, friends. what else? Um, what else has there been? Like, in the electrical pylon thing, there were things like, Ah, yes, this was only my face because I was wearing a mask. <laughs> okay, this is getting... There's a lot of bits where it feels more like they pulled the rug out under without initially going, Oh, I've got a great twist lined up. Right. You know? Because you just kind of went, oh yeah, that's that's what's happened. You know, it didn't organically feel like, oh yeah, of course he was thinking about that. It just sure. felt like, oh no, 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 no. I was following you the whole time. I definitely was. <laughs> Your low light? Um, tough call, obviously. Uh-huh. That's the low light. It's a tough call. <laughs> I think I will go low light as Jotaro's brief crime scene investigation. Which you n- want more. Neat enough, but very inconclusive. And like, hmm, some blood. You hate inconclusions. Yeah. Well, that doesn't clear things up. What else does he say? Uh, I think he goes, hmm. Sometimes you've got to shake the tree to see what falls out. There are other days when you've got to cut down that tree to see if it's even flowering. It would be nice if he learnt anything from it, I suppose. Right, other mm. than just the murderer struck again. Yeah. Which is annoying. I can't recall if he hit that little sequence of Jotaro investigating the crime scene is in the manga or not. Mm. But, uh... 
Yeah, it would just be nice if it led to anything concrete, you know? Yeah, I mean, even the fact he's at the right house, you know? Mm. Well, I mean, fate and coincidence play a big part in JoJo, so I'm willing to overlook that. I guess. I guess. But this isn't, like, fate fate. This is just, like, Jotaro showed up to a house. Okay. You know? It's like fate would be Dio showing up after X many years because we needed a reason to bring Dio back. So, Nick. What? Easy. <laughs> We draw the curtain on Thursday, July 15th. Now it's a new day. It's July 16th. Dawn of a new day. 72 hours Oh my remaining. god, we actually get new titles. Oh. Everyone's closing in on Kira. Kira oh. is feeling everyone close in on him. Uh, he's Hayato filmed him. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't know it, but... Uh, Jodoro's on the case. Jodoro's on the case. Uh, Raimi got some real bad vibes from that photo of him. Hmm. Hmm. Rohan could do anything with that Rohan, of course, noticed Hayato Kawajiri um, in one of his previous photos filming someone, someone or something at the train station mm. and knows his name from the name on Hayato's backpack. Mm. Josuke's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these guys are leading closer to the murderer and Josuke and Okayasu also met a guy on an electrical pylon. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Dad Kiras remains at large, creating stand users, or have they all failed? Nick, what do you oh, think will happen? Like, is their biology different enough now that they're aliens? What are you talking about? Well, if he's a stand or an alien, then... What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Well, okay, go with me here. He could be creating stand users, yes. Or are stand users just aliens and no. they don't know it? No. Are you sure? Because What's-His-Face has the power to shapeshift and he could be an alien. But he can't see stands. Can't he? Or, or he's pretending not to be able to really well. Josuke pretended to punch him in the face. Oh. And he didn't react. Oh. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> but he is a weird guy regardless. Mm. Um, so, Nick, my question for you uh-huh. is, what do you think will happen next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in the episode entitled... Oh, sidebar also, obviously. Uh, Kira's like, I'm gonna kill my son. Um... <laughs> uh, what do you think Just will happen over that. next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure... Diamond is unbreakable in the episode entitled Another One Bites the Dust. Okay. Bow, bow, bow. Another one bites the dust. There are three ways this can go. Great. Is it Hayato or Hayama? Hayato. Hayato dies? Hayato doesn't die. (laughs) I mean, yeah. One of the three people that will die. Okay. Hayato, Koichi. No! Jonathan? You mean, you mean Jonathan? I mean, who not died jo- I mean, not Jonathan. 1888. Joseph. There oh, we okay. Go. <laughs> I mean, Jonathan, if Dio's back, Jonathan could be anywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, one of those three, I reckon, is going to die. Okay. 100%. I reckon it's going to be Hayato. I mean, he's not in a very confident position he's, at the moment. Let's just say he played a two and an eight. In, Don't know what that means. In poker. Ah, right. Weak hand. Very weak hand. So Kira kills him, and then, like, a little while later, the guys show up and, like, we're looking for this kid. And he's like, ah. I'm sorry, I have no idea where he is. He just left before. Why, he's not on my list of runaways. I mean, the thing is, he did say. Objection. He did say that if he kills him, it would drag too much attention. Mm. So, obviously, he can't kill him unless he tries to make it look like an accident. Mm. So, it's like, Hayato, I'm concerned for your safety. Get the bus. Hayato, get the bus, Hayato. And then the bus explodes. Right, I'm going to turn the bus into a But only his seat. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh my god, those damn airbags that we put in must have exploded. (laughs) Uh, 
Or something dumb like that, you know. I think he, he probably tried to make it look like an accident if he can. Sure. I mean, even still, I don't think he's going to die. Even though it feels like... It feels like a lot to kill a child that young. Oh, no, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, it, I feel nothing about his youth. Uh, I was going to say it would feel like a lot for him in the story to be killed off before any of the others meet him. Sure. I mean, unless they found a tape or... Yeah, true if they found a tape. Hi, my name is Hayato, and this is my final <laughs> recording. Hey guys, Hayato here. Another, uh, my dad's a murderer update. Saw him kill a woman, here's the footage. Be sure to smash that like. <laughs> and if you want to see more of my dad killing people, be sure to subscribe. <laughs> you sick fucks. Uh, but I don't think he's gonna die. I think another one bites the dust. It could be that it's just a, a yeah, red what? herring that... It's just the name of a stand. Oh, yeah. No, another uh, Kira Dad stand. Yeah, another one of them. But this time it's hunting someone that isn't Josuke. Who is it? Probably Jotaro. All right. What if it is something that's going after Jotaro? So for once we get to see his time powers in play. Oh, he used them a bit. Yeah, but that was just like, oh, I can only stop time for two seconds, but I'm getting real weak. It's like, come on. Give us something that can beat time. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. I just get the feeling that one of those three is going to die. Oh, but I don't know for sure. And how's Kira going to get out of this scrape? Or will he? The scrape? The scrape that he's in. He's in right now. He's yeah. not in a scrape right now. His son's all like, gonna show someone. The police? Maybe he's Gonna he just... show Koichi's dog. Maybe he just stalks him. Maybe that's it. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm always watching you. You can never make a move or I'll kill you. Exactly. He'll just call in sick to work and be like, I'm sorry. I'm feeling but he can't call in sick because then his boss will be like, my employer, employee, Kasaku Kawajiri, stopped coming to work. For one day. This stands out in a way that I, that I, Yoshikage Kira, serial killer and hand fetishist, would not be happy with. I suppose so. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like it, it's not at the point now where he could either get killed off or meet anyone mm. because Kira's so looming over him. Sure. Although we could get killed. And do you think people are going to find Kira soon? Or... Well, I mean... I don't think the entire part's going to end with And Kira got away. <laughs> uh, I think he got away once, but Araki wouldn't do that to us. So I think probably they're not going to learn who he is this episode. It's going to take a while. It's going to be one of those three-part end of, like, entire story sure. things where it's like... Episode... I mean, we are 41. reaching that point. We're at episode, what? Uh, we're at episode 34 out of 39. So 35 next week. So four more episodes. Mm. Okay. Maybe someone will fucking die. <laughs> huh. one bites the... It just feels like it's too much of a musical reference. It's too on the nose to say another person is dying. Exactly. It, j it has to be a stand. It must be the last Kira dad stand. Okay. Surely. Surely. And then the next three episodes will be... We found him. We've got him. The pieces came together. Either that or they find a stand guy and then immediately go, Do you know this man? He's like, oh yeah, he lives next door to me. I think he's a murderer. Bam! In the face! I saw him murder his son last night. Hmm, that is suspicious activity, but we don't know if that's enough to go off for a warrant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, great. Pretty comprehensive. So, just before we wrap up, we've got a couple more bits of listener correspondence yes. I want to draw attention to. Yes! My favourite part of this show, Liam. My favourite part of this show. These are, of course, Twitter Roonies. Twitter Roonies? Yeah. Is that what you call them now? Yep. Not tweets, not Twitters, not... I don't know what another word for Twitter would be. Microblogs. Disgusting. Someone on last Monday, 
asked me if I would ra- if I had to pick, would I rather have Cheap Trick or Superfly? Okay, which ones were... Superfly was foldy paper, yeah? No, that was the tower. The tower. The tower? The pylon? Oh, the pylon! Oh, yeah. Well, which one? Um, well, I, it was Monday, and I was really feeling the working week ahead of me. So I was like, you know, sustainable living and uh, economic independence sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> I got some... I got a response from uh, from Roxy saying, look over there, it's Liam S. Smith. He's free from capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> He's living the good life and trapped to it forever. <laughs> And then uh, Ben Tonic said, the real cheap trick was capitalism all along, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love our listeners. We've got some good fucking fans. Uh, and also, uh, Chris Barnes pointed out that uh, mm-hmm. we were idiots last week, especially me because it was my low light. Oh. Uh, because the cab driver is the one driving the car who drives them all home after, uh, after they resolve the uh, Enigma situation. We talked all that time about Wait. how the cab driver never comes back. So he does come back. Yeah, he drives them home. But then where was he the entire time? Off screen. Wow. Chris Barnes, you good lad. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Also, quick plug. Uh, I was uh, recently on an episode of We Read the Book talking about Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire. That's just come out in the past few days. Uh, hey, he's that guy that looks like you. Yeah, he looks just like me. Yeah. Uh, he's the best Spider-Man because he's the one who looks most like me. Uh. Uh, so give that a listen. I had a really fun time doing it. We talked for almost two hours. Uh, I don't think the episode is quite that long, but it's still a good listen. <laughs> I mean, I won't, probably. <laughs> Tell him JoJo's world sent you. And until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Check, check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Let's get up, choke up on that mic. Mikolash. Mikolash. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Who's Mikolash? Oh, that's a, that's a Bloodborne boss. What? Mikolash. Who the hell's Mikolash? A Bloodborne boss. Yeah, but who is he? I don't know, some nerd. Oh, it's, oh you were... Host s- of the Nightmare. Mikolash. Host Mikolash. Of the- Mikolash. Oh, is he the old man? Yeah, the guy that you find oh. in that maze or whatever. Michaelish. Mikolash. Michael. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's done that done that bit before. Hmm. Pretty good. <laughs>